0: It always makes a difference if you know someone with a clipboard is waiting for you to show up.
1: (laughs) Yes! Welcome to Life, Love and Family. Have you had trouble in the past keeping your resolutions? Are you worried that you'll never get it right? It's a new year and you can't wait to be strong, right? Maybe this year you'll find the love of your life or get that body you've always wanted or finally defeat that old habit. Today we're talking about becoming a new you, how to make a resolution into a goal and how to make a goal into success. I'm Dr. Greg Jantz and this is Life, Love and Family. Sam's in the studio with me. Yeah, Hi, yeah. Sam. Hi. It's Sam Kelly. What is the difference If we think about weight loss? We know that overall approximately 2% will be successful. Mm,
0: Which is so sad, that's such a small number.
1: Do you have, and this is interesting, as we write out any goal, we have to look at what's my support structure. Mm -hmm. When I really need help, who's there for me? And maybe it's more than one person. When we do our goals as a family, we actually look at what are the ones that we're gonna need help with, outside help. And you know what? Most of them do require others' help or they require accountability. Now, healthy people will ask for help. Those people that don't ask for help or too afraid or I'm too ashamed I need help probably will not make those goals.
0: I know I don't ever ask. So <laughs> okay, it, it is. How do you bridge that? If you're a person who doesn't ask for help well, how do you break through? And this is your year where you start doing that
1: when you think in terms of resolutions, take that word out. So resolutions is is something that says, I am making a decision generally to no longer do a behavior. So we're framing it in a negative. Okay. So it's like, I'm no longer gonna overeat or I'm not gonna, whatever it is, but I'm framed it in a negative, what I'm not gonna do. What I want you to do is change all that. I want you to have some life goals. I am planning on And you could put a weight in there or I am planning on being healthy, which will be measured by, you know, and you can say my cholesterol will be, and I will be active. I think if we wrap it up too tight and say, I'm going to be exercising three hours a day, seven days a week, Mm -hmm. and people Mm. go to an extreme. One of the reasons for failure of resolutions and goals is we've gone to such a rigid extreme. Mm -hmm. I have to be doing this. If I don't, then I feel like I've failed.
0: And that's a hard feeling. And it almost makes you get worse. Like I find in the times where you've promised yourself you're going to do something and you don't do it, then it escalates and you just go, oh, forget it. I really messed up. Now I'm going to go ahead and eat everything under the sun or whatever it is the the goal is. It's challenging. If you've got something that's kind of been in your life for a while, it's hard to break that loose.
1: Well, one of the things I'm going to need to do is I'm going to need to write it down. Okay. So I can have these things in my mind, but I want you to write them down. Be really prayerful. Say, Lord God, show me what I need to write down and take the different areas of your life, spiritual, physical, relational. You can put financial in there or academic, but put the different areas that you're faced with right now and put it in a positive. I and am so happy that I am and fill the blank.
0: Do you go ahead and project it before you've done it? Like, I am so happy that I've quit smoking, even if you haven't? Or how is that what you're saying? I would say
1: I am so happy that I'm becoming a non-smoker.
0: I'm so happy <laughs> yes. that I'm becoming and then putting it in.
1: I need to have a plan. I, I can just say... I want to lose weight or I'm going to lose 20 pounds, but if I don't have a plan, or I'm going to increase my relationships by 5 new friends this month, you know. Nice. You know, be clear about it and then be intentional. And here's the, it's not all or nothing. It's about gradually moving towards these goals. I am always surprised now I will actually carry them around in my little folder that I keep my notes in. I don't look at them every day. Just two or three times a year, I've even gone back and looked at them. I believe I can remember most of them. I'm not stressing over it, but I've written them down and made sure that I have a plan moving forward. Just having
0: it, even if you don't look at it every day, somehow gets it into your subconscious. Do you find when you look back over them that a lot of times you've gradually gotten where you wanted to go?
1: I've always been surprised by how much more that God has done So we have our dreams or our visions or our goals. And then you look back and go, wow, I need to think a little more like a God-shaped vision. So he can take some of these seeds of our small goals and turn it into something great. So I wanna encourage you to have the seeds and let's see what God will do.
0: You've seen him do even bigger things than what you said you wanted to do.
1: Absolutely.
0: One of the things that I've seen is that when someone decides they're gonna make a goal or resolution, they almost do so much. It's like a last meal. You know, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. <laughs> yeah. And so the five weeks leading up to New Year's is going to be loaded with pie and whatever else you're almost like having your very last meal. Do people do that? Yes. And is that something that works or doesn't work as you're getting ready to make your goals?
1: Well, we want to avoid extremes. Okay. And so extreme behavior could be, okay, you know, I'm going to go out and I'm just going to I know it's the holidays, I'm going to eat all I want, and I'm going to go on a diet. Right. So we, we have all or nothing mentality and one of extreme behavior. So I'm either being good or bad. So I want you to avoid the sense of either being good or bad, or I've failed. If you feel like I've failed, then the next step is I am a failure. So instead, I am moving towards my goals, and you've got to get rid of perfectionism. All or nothing thinking will wrap us pretty tight into that sense of failure or I'm not good enough. So are you a perfectionist? Well, do you not start some things because you're afraid you can't do it good enough or perfect. I can't do it perfectly. So I'm not going to do it at all. And so then I end up living with a great sense of regret, thinking about a brilliant person who who came for help at the center of a place of hope. And this person had brilliant ideas. And the ideas never gave birth into action because of fear. I could just sit down and keep talking to this person. I can get all kinds of great ideas from this person. This person's never gonna do all these great ideas. And they were capable of doing it. When asked, they would say things like, I wouldn't want to fail. Part of their depression was the regret of not doing anything. So if you don't do anything, you're setting yourself up for that, and regret is terrible. I wish I would have done something. I wish I would have taken that risk. You don't want to live with regret. And think about it in relationship. Am I going to live with regret in relationships? If I don't clean up a situation in a relationship or go seek forgiveness or reach out to another person, ultimately, will I have great regret and wish I would have? And that can set me up to live a lifestyle of depression because regret fuels depression.
0: How did he work through the fear, and is it possible, or do you just kind of manage it? Can you ever get rid of the fear and live fully?
1: I think we're always stepping into the fear. Okay. So when I say stepping into it, we got to take a forward step. And we know that fear is the great paralyzer. We think of in a spiritual sense. The enemy uses fear to paralyze us from doing things. Emotionally, I can just halt And not do some things that maybe I felt a nudge from God to do. And I was just too afraid to take the risk.
0: So stepping into the fear, you just do it anyway. You (laughs) assume that's all right. I'm going to be afraid and we're going to do it anyway.
1: How about if I do it with accountability and affirmation? That means I'm going to need to tell somebody I'm going to do this. And I would like to have your support. Can I count on you? You're my friend. Will you support me in this? So you need somebody that is going to believe in you and believe in your ability to do it. They're going to affirm you. So accountability and affirmation. You may already be having a lot of negative self-talk. Well, I've never done it before. I've never been successful. Just going to have to stay in this Place I'm at because it's kind of what I deserve. And you've got some really poor negative self-talk going on in your mind and really truthfully does not represent God's vision or purpose for you. If I'm all about me, now I want you to feel good about yourself. So absolutely do what you need to do to feel good about yourself. But if I'm so self-absorbed with it, I can begin to turn people off and to lose friends. If you've ever been around somebody that went over on the far side of being healthy. (laughs) They're an organic guru and you look at them and they don't look healthy. In fact, they don't look happy. They just carried it a little too far, became too obsessed with it. They probably don't have many friends because it's hard to be around you. Yeah. So be aware of that. If it's all about you and all about being self-absorbed, if you go inward versus outward, you're gonna have a different result.
0: On Life, Love, and Family, we are talking about becoming a new you in the new year. And if you want to achieve a goal for your health, your work, better relationships, and you need some backup, here is the phone number, 888 is the hotline to the center of Place of Hope. Jan and her husband have a health question. They both joined a health club on January 1st. It was a good deal So they're set. But once they got in there, they started getting some pressure to sign up with a personal trainer. And her husband says he wants to do it because it seems like it'll be a great way to dive into doing this. She says it's expensive. She would rather kind of ease into an exercise (laughs) lifestyle. And so what they're asking is if you would mediate between them and go, which person is right?
1: Well, give it 30 days. So go, okay, hey, let's do our very best for 30 days, see how we're doing. And after 30 days, ask yourself, do I need some additional help, and if I do, just what level do I need? Sometimes you look at each other and go, yeah, I think we need the help and we need the accountability. We had had some really good intentions here, but um, you know what, let's see what else we need to learn. And using a trainer, and we have a trainer at the Center a Place of Hope that actually works with our clients, can just get you steered in the right direction for a while too, and doing things, if you will, right, when we do exercise, can make a huge difference
0: it always makes a difference if you know someone with a clipboard is waiting for you to show up
1: <laughs> yes
0: it's like that
1: prepare yourself be proactive with goals some may say well my goal is to read my bible daily mm-hmm. or to read my bible more mm-hmm. well what do you need to do that to make that real what would that actually look like how much time and then ask yourself when for example. We do something that uh, is called J-12. It's Jesus at 12, and 12 stands for 12 minutes. And we do this with our boys. So 12 minutes, and they're going to read a predetermined area of the Bible, but they're going to read for 12 minutes. Now, a 12- and 13-year-old can read the Bible for 12 minutes. (laughs) Okay, That's beginning to exercise a muscle in them that will be a lifetime muscle that will expand. Yeah. And that will expand as they mature and grow into a greater amount of time. So you've got to have a place to start. So if you struggle with that, remember goals are not about guilt. If you feel really guilty that, oh, I'm failing, I'm not doing whatever, I won't write it down because I'll probably fail. It's not about that. It's about setting it up so that it's successful in what I'll call baby steps. Mm-hmm. So that 12 minutes is a baby step.
0: How important is something specific like twelve minutes or twelve pounds or whatever the numbers that you attach to things? How important is that?
1: That's only a way to begin to develop that discipline muscle. Many times what'll happen is they'll read longer than twelve minutes. Yeah. Because it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> or God is speaking to them. That's being proactive. So right. they are actually laying out your Bible where you're gonna start the night before before you can go to bed. So in the morning, when you're still waking up, <laughs>
0: You know where you're going.
1: <laughs> you know it's your reading time. You know where it is and you've taken a lot of the questions out already.
0: Well, and even with exercise, you mentioned yes. that is do you start with maybe a goal that's kind of small sounding? Is it okay to walk for 5 minutes and would that even be a goal or to walk for 10 minutes? Is that too small of a goal?
1: No, it's not. You're going to probably write that down and keep a journal. So, it can be really simple. You can write it on a calendar, enter it into your device. I'm gonna average, so with my exercise, and if the exercise word is like the diet word to you, Mm -hmm. change that word and just say my activity level. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna increase my activity level and I'm gonna average 20 minutes a day. One day I only get 10 minutes in, but the next day I hit 30. So I'm I'm looking for averages.
0: Yeah, Bill checked in, he says that He's supposed to go and get some physical tests that his doctor told him to do this year. One of them, colonoscopy, and he's terrified. He says, I don't (laughs) want to do this. How do you overcome your fear of health issues, your own, other people's, and actually do the things you're supposed to do?
1: Well, I'm going to frame it in the positive with gratitude. I am so grateful that I can have all my health in order. So I'm willing to do this test or whatever else I need to do. Because I am so grateful that I'm putting my health in order. Does that mean I'm going to enjoy that process or enjoy that test? No, but I'm so grateful that I'm doing it and I'm putting my health in order. By the way, most of the guys who have gone through this go, it wasn't that big a deal after all. (laughs) Don't be afraid, (laughs) Bill. It's more It's more of the fear of the fear.
0: We're looking at New Year's resolutions. Why do they fail so many times? And how do you make the goals that you've set actually stick? If you need some help with that, the center is a place of hope. And it starts with a phone call, 888-771-5166. What else when it comes to making goals that actually stick?
1: It's that fear that really stops us. So fear comes in different forms. Remember, the one form of fear is worry. And the worry is the mental process. Oh, what if I don't, what and and you're worrying about something. And if you keep recycling that worry and mental process over and over about what you're worrying about, pretty soon you can work yourself up to feeling really anxious. You can raise your blood pressure. You can get sweaty palms. You've made yourself anxious with, with all that worry. And that worry has affected your sleep and you're having trouble turning your mind down at night. You've made yourself anxious. Watch the level of worry, know the different forms of fear. Worry is a mental process. Of course the scriptures talk a lot about fear. You know, maybe I need to plug in my mind, some truth of the scriptures and keep it really simple. But watch, because fear is gonna block me Mm -hmm. and fear is gonna create shame. I'm afraid I won't do it or I'm afraid or I failed. I only went for a walk once this week and I said I was gonna do it three times a week. Mm -hmm. And then you start feeling shameful. Right, Shameful basically means that I feel like there's something wrong with me. Uh huh. I'm defective. There's some flaw. I can't seem to do things right.
0: So you mentioned worry and how we're not supposed to go there because it can build and build, yes. and then it's anxiety. Can you walk us through it? Like you're starting to worry. You realize you're worrying about something. What is the process so that you quit that and stop right there?
1: Write it down and read what you just wrote down because worry has a ripple effect. So you start worrying about something in a relationship, and the next morning you're worried about, I didn't wear the right clothes. The worry just keeps adding on and on. So we want to stop it. So worry becomes irrational. And that's the nature of fear. And I start to look at the world through these the lens of anxiety and fear by writing it down and then underneath it, write the truth.
0: Can you give an example of that? Yes.
1: I'm so worried that I will not lose that weight. Okay. <laughs> okay? I'm just really worried I'm not going to lose it. I'm worried I'm going to fail again. Okay, write down that and then write underneath it, what's the truth? With proper support, I am so grateful that I can lose weight this year and be healthier. So put the truth in there. Start saying what the truth is. With proper support and a good plan, I am so grateful that I can lose weight this year. I'm going to do that.
0: And you read it over and over and this is how you reprogram your mind. It almost sounds like this is... Your own choice.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Anna has made that goal, trying to lose some weight. And she says, what do you think about prepackaged diets? You know, like the Jenny Craig. Sure. Uh, or Nutrisystem or whatever. Are those effective? Do they work to help people actually lose weight?
1: If I become a reliant on somebody else to package and give me the right proportions, I can create an artificial structure that might be helpful for a short period of time. But I want to graduate from that. So I want to be sure that I have a plan where I'm not dependent upon that. Sometimes people will go from some packaged foods that not always are that healthy, mm-hmm. and so when I'm done, you know, with those quote diet foods, and then I look at the supermarket and I'm buying frozen and packaged foods because that became my safety. Right. I want you to buy healthy, and, and I want you to go over there where the vegetables and the fruits are, and don't see things in terms of always having to be packaged a certain way. But to start with, I may need some of that help. I may need some structure. I may even forgot what is a healthy portion. Mm, mm-hmm. you know, we work with people who've gotten really distorted with food and it's like, okay, what's the healthy proportion? And they lose track of it.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's helpful. Can you give an example of somebody that you've seen who started in kind of a pre-packaged situation with the getting Mm -hmm. fit and and getting healthy and then they transitioned and what made it successful for them?
1: I can think of a guy that went from doing a lot of frozen packaged foods because that was a guy and it was easier for him. Okay. When he decided he was done with the diet food he was getting, he just learned how to buy frozen pizzas (laughs) <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and they were about the right size. The package looked healthy. So he just switched it over. He knew that wasn't the best. But again, it, he was going with what was the easiest. Right. And so for him to think about preparing food or something that involved a lot of time was not going to be realistic. Right. So we actually had him work with a dietitian. And began to do simple things that he could do to begin to expand his nutritional success and his his realm of what's possible. I can tell you today that when he goes in the grocery store, it was a hundred something pounds over time. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was a significant transformation. But he has a rule now that he will only go first on the supermarket to all the outside. So he'll start, you know, the fruit and go make the circle all around. So he has to do his first shopping by doing the outsides of the store versus going down the middles.
0: How cute is that? Smart. So Good yeah. for him.
1: And it's it's also amazing how your taste begins to change. Oh, so yeah. he was not eating healthy and he was used to certain taste. So to think of eating an apple the first time it didn't taste so good, second time it didn't taste so good, but did it a few more times and go, wow, you know what? This actually tastes better than some of that fast food I was doing. Your taste changed. So allowing the time. So that's a gradual, that's not extremes, that's gradual small steps. It's just like if a person wants to quit smoking, one of the things that we know in the American Medical Association and a journal article came out with this here recently, is those that are the most successful did it gradually over time. Cold turkey, there are some who have success that way, but it's gradual and over time because of the power of the nicotine. Nicotine is so addicting when I can decrease it and do some things to decrease my craving and I do it over time. The average time for success was about six weeks. So I'm decreasing over time and my body's readjusting to not having that nicotine. That's where I'm successful.
0: And you can apply that I suppose to all kinds of things, caffeine or or the food addiction or whatever, name it relationship addiction, I know your new book called Don't Call It Love is about that. And that might even be a resolution this year of how do I have healthy love relationships and recognize my worth. Do you find that that there are a lot of people who that's one of their goals?
1: One of the things we need to look at, Sam, is, okay, I want to have healthy relationships. And what constitutes a healthy relationship? And who do I need to spend more time with? Mm -hmm. You may have gone with what was easy. And we use the example of smoking. Maybe you've been a smoker and so you hang out with the smokers. And at break at work, you guys are all outside smoking. And so it's like if I'm no longer doing that, it's like some of my friends are changing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Can apply the same thing to food. Maybe I'm I overeat or I indulge with other people. I'm not going to do that anymore. And so my relationships are going to change.
0: What about your marriage relationship? We had Gail check in with us and she says she's made the goal to do better eating habits. Her husband shows up last night with a bucket of gelato. <laughs> she's going, I feel like he's sabotaging me. What do you say if you're, you're, you're married to this person? You can't switch him out.
1: Remember, food, <laughs> like is, food is love. Yes. And that may be yes. I'm buying this for you because I love you. It's a token of right. love. Find other ways to give that token. And your response could be, sweetheart, I love you so much. Look, really, honestly, you enjoy, and I just so love and appreciate you. And you're going to need to find ways to decline Mm. and make it a no, Mm. because there's a sense of obligation. A person made this for me or got this for me, and you feel obligated. So practice saying no. It's okay. No, I love you. Thank you. I know you were thinking about me. You can do this. And it will make a difference. These small things that we're talking about, Sam, set you up not to live a life of regret. Mm. So let's do it. Let's go out and believe me, there is hope. We can live differently, but let's do it with small graduated steps and let's walk on the path that God has for us. You can do this. Here in this worn and weary land where many a dream has died Like a tree planted by the water, we never will run dry. So living water flowing through, God, we thirst for more of you. Fill our hearts and flood our souls with one desire, just to know. had trouble in the past keeping your resolutions? Are you worried that you'll never get it right? You'll never be that person that you really want to be, that you'll really never be happy. There is hope. You can make resolutions that stick and get your life back on track today. I'm Dr. Greg Jantz. My book, Total Temple Makeover, is a resource that provides important information to identify old patterns that have caused you to fail in the past and a wonderful starting place to begin a healthier, more joyful life. I've also talked with you about the center, a place of hope, where I founded nearly 30 years ago. We focus there on a whole person approach to really help you reach your goals. I'd love to help you find healing and that peace that you can look forward to being the very best you that you can be. Our number at the center is 888 771 Five one six six. Again, the center, A Place of Hope, eight 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 771 I'd like to thank you for listening to Life, Love, and Family. My friend and colleague, Dr. Tim Clinton, started this program to help encourage and equip families in today's culture. And for more resources and to share what you've heard today, visit our website at lifeloveandfamily.net. Your Heavenly Father loves you and will not leave you in a stuck, painful past. You really are a new creation in Christ. We have the promise the old is gone and the new has come. Life, love, and family.
0: You know the feeling where you're tired and unmotivated and sometimes you get mad for no reason. And maybe you don't like what it's doing to your family or to your job. That's why the Center for Counseling and Health Resources has been there for people for more than 30 years. They take a whole person care approach that'll look at everything from your nutrition, your vitamin balances, your mind, your spirit. Call one 771 5166 or for help right now visit aplaceofhope.com.